On this episode of This Is Game Boy, you get 10 games for the price of one. I'm E Blooded Candy, and with me we have Mula. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing the Tiny Ten, the Portable Marathon, whichever you prefer to call it. And this is the eighth edition of it. Kind of crazy. We've you've done eight of these already, Mo. Yeah, it's been going on for like four years now, which is also <laughs> already crazy to think of. Because um, like I've been streaming for like five years or something like that, so. It, it, I did start it pretty early in uh, in my streaming cycle, I guess. So yeah, that's uh, very very weird, and also very <laughs> weird to see that we're basically eighty different games in, um, and there's plenty more to come in the future. There are a lot more games to go through, but before we dive into the history, what have you been up to? Um, well, um, like I mentioned in my light, which is actually going to come out after this, so nobody has heard it yet. Um, I've been doing Spooptober on my stream, which is something I do yearly where I play through uh, some spoopy games or horror-related games. Um, and this year I started with Saw. Um, already finished that in like three days because it's a pretty <laughs> short game. It's like six hours or something like that. Um, and I've completed it offline. And there were a few trophies I needed to grab real quick, which took me like an hour or two to get through them. One just took me 45 minutes because the game is... Uh, well, it's not programmed very well, so what I had to do didn't always work. And also the trophy guide was completely wrong in explaining how to get it. So it took me some time to figure that out. But yeah, if, if anybody likes like completing games, getting all the trophies, Saw is definitely a good one. Um, I do have Saw 2 coming up next, um, which is going to be a little bit harder because there's a lot of collectibles in that game you have to collect. But I'll make sure I have a list while I'm playing through it. Um, I also did Fate, which is a freeware... Well, it's not really freeware. It's it's actually... Um, you can pay the developer if you want to, but you can also download it for free. But I think... And I'm really bad at, at this generation of consoles, but I think it's like um, like an Atari game, basically, um, on your PC. So it only has directional buttons and one other button. Um, and it's a scary story about a priest trying to save a girl who has been possessed by a demon. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. You'll have to find out yourself. Um, but yeah, those are the... The streaming games I've been doing, besides that, I have been playing a lot, a lot of Binding of Isaac. Um, just <laughs> trying to complete that game as far as it has been developed on the consoles. Um, on Steam, there's already uh, Booster Pack 4 and Booster Pack 5, but we haven't gotten those yet. They will come um, next month or within two months. 
And Edmund McMillan also announced that there's going to be a new official uh, <laughs> DLC, I guess, to it. Um, which is one of the mods that already came out on Steam, which is called Revelations. Um, but, like, when they made Afterbirth, they already said, like, you know, um, we open it up for modders to just do whatever they want with it. And if it's really good, we'll pick it up. So it's really cool that they make it official. Um, and Revelation has been um, very well received by all the fans. And actually, Revelations Part 2 is coming out on Steam. Um, and, like, Macmillan said, Revelations is going to be absolutely the last dlc they're gonna do but i doubt it i think they're gonna do revelations part two as well um what else uh, well i've been playing a lot of Mega Man. um of course the new Mega Man, Mega Man 11 just came out amazing game um you can always check out my vods on that or something if, if you want to see my uh complete opinion about it and besides that i are also got Mega Man x uh, legacy collection so i've been playing through uh through all of the Mega Man X games. Um, I think that's pretty much it, what I've been doing. What have you been playing? Man, you've been busy. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played through Spider-Man for the PS4. All right, yeah, yeah, I did that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I already forgot. That was a good game. It wasn't a bad game. It definitely had its flaws, but it wasn't an awful game. I've played worse. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a Batman game, but with Spider-Man. I think we said that last time as well. Yeah, it's basically Arkham, but skin of Spider-Man. Mm. Um, Mega Man 11, I played and beat through that. And I've done speedruns of Mega Man 11 already. So, been doing that. That speedrun just murders my hands, though. I think I think it's the, I think it's the Switch controller. Like, they're just not meant for speedrunning. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Like, the, like, my controller just, just cramped my hands so bad. Oh, are you just um, using the Joy-Con dock? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm not going to spend $60 on a Pro controller. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I have that. Uh, I bought it for, immediately. For a console I rarely play. Oh, yeah, I play it constantly. <laughs> yeah, um, when I first got my Switch, um, I bought it with Breath of the Wild. Um, my opinions about that, I'm not going to say here, but um, I was playing it one day with the, like, the dog controller i guess and i immediately went to the store the day afterwards to get me a pro controller um the joy cons are way too tiny for me to to actually enjoy like these big games yeah i every switch game i've played i've played on the joy con dock and i've regretted it afterwards hmm. but uh what else have i been up to oh i did game boy adventure yesterday to kid dracula after like a two two or three month hiatus from that that was a cool game. I like I like that game a lot. Uh, figured I'd try to do something horror related for October. So uh, outside of that, not much. Just random projects, um, like personal projects and just like gaming projects. Like last night, I built a couch, things like that. Um, <laughs> and then going forward, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out, and I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. So obviously, I'll be playing through that. Um, also, if you're looking for a quick game to Platinum, Spider-Man for the PS4 is a very quick game to Platinum. I think it took me like 18 hours to Platinum. Oh, wow. Yeah, I um, think I played it a little bit longer than that, but yeah, it is an easy one, so it's it's not really that difficult. A little, little tedious with the crimes, but for the most yeah, part, it's a pretty quick Platinum. Definitely. The, the crimes do tend to drag on in the end because you're 
you have to do so many <laughs> and yeah even, it's like 20 per district it's stupid yeah it's way too much like i tried to do them while doing the storyline every time one showed up i went there just to i knew this was gonna happen that in the end i had to do nothing but that stuff um but it all turned out into two more hours of doing just crimes just to get the platinum in the end so yeah that was yeah that's how that's how mine was like i, I cleared the story i cleared like all of like the permanent things there like the challenges and whatnot you can do and then it was just me like sitting on top of a building and waiting for a crime to come and it's like oh God. <laughs> yeah yeah I, <laughs> I really know that feeling but besides that it's an amazing game like it's yeah it's a, it's a good game this this the story's all right i'm i'm a little excited to see the dlcs come out with black cat and whatnot so yeah i'm actually and i'm not gonna spoil it but there is a little after the credit scene just like the marvel yeah. movies of course with uh with a hint towards the next game whenever that's gonna come out and i'm kind of excited about that and on the other hand maybe not so excited because i'm not sure what they're gonna do with other villains beside that one they they uh, hinted towards um but i'm kind of tired of seeing um the same old spider-man villains again and again and again through each uh, iteration of the movies and the games and there's a lot because i'm a huge spider-man fan i've read all the comics from the start till 2012 i think um so i'm a few years behind but yeah there's so many great uh, iconic villains in there that have never ever ever been featured in any spider-man game yeah i was yeah yeah not gonna spoil anything but um yeah it, it was fun because like i i'm a big fan of spider-man as well and uh like reading through the comics like the last one i just read was uh the superior spider-man right yeah and uh so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little behind as well but like seeing that and then also knowing about ultimate spider-man was kind of cool to see so we'll see how all that stuff plays out in the game yeah <clears throat> um if you don't know what we're talking about, just go play the game. You'll find out real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically what I've been up to. Um, really nothing too crazy. Oh, I saw Venom as well. Speaking of Spider-Man-related things, I went and saw Venom Thursday night. It was all right. All right. I never go to the movies, so I always watch those kinds of things whenever they come out on Blu-ray or DVD. So it's going to be a while for me to actually see Venom. Yeah, a few months, not too bad. Yeah, I can wait. Yeah, it's it's worth waiting for. <laughs> I think all movies are worth waiting for to come out and something else. I really do not enjoy going to the movies at all. That's fair. I'm the, I, I, I like seeing them. It depends on the movie. Some movies I like to see on a big screen with like a big with a nice surround sound. Other movies I just don't care about at all. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back with the history of the Tiny Ten, and uh, starting with the first half of the list. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Um, let's just dive into the history of the Tiny Ten. So, for me, I didn't get started with the Tiny Ten until number two. So, and this is Mo's brainchild. Like everything related to the Tiny Ten is is all on Mo. So, um, 
I, I do know some of it where like it you it kind of began around the same time as the big twenties, but uh, how did you think of like uh, think of at the time the portable marathon? Yeah, it it was literally when they were um, setting up the the big twenty, the first one, which is also four years old. So that's yeah. it's really weird how time flies by when you're doing stuff like this. Um, but yeah, I was just playing uh, random Game Boy games on my stream by then. Um, I wasn't even doing my system challenge yet or anything. Um, I was just playing through some Game Boy games because uh, I grew up with them and I wanted to replay some of them. Um, before that, I was mainly a Mega Man streamer, I guess, because, yeah, I love Mega Man. Um, so those were the games I always tried to play. Tried diving into speedrunning some of them, but um, it, it really wasn't for me. I got mad at the games I loved, so I, <laughs> I just stopped doing that because, like, Mega Man 3 is my favorite game of all time, probably. Um, and trying to speedrun that game got me so mad at that game that I didn't touch it for, like, two years or something like that. Um, so yeah, I decided to just play some Game Boy games and a lot of the, you know, well, Mega Man streamers, I guess, were in my channel and stuff like that um, while I was doing those uh, Game Boy games. And we were just talking about the Big 20 and how it's sad that like NES and Super Nintendo always get all of the fame, I guess, and uh, Game Boy was certainly at that time almost nobody was playing Game Boy games, actually. Um, so jokingly, uh, ClickSpark, it was said, like, yeah, why don't you do your own marathon with Game Boy games? Um, and we joked about that for like a week or two, and then I actually started making a list. So, uh, yeah, we, we decided to actually go through with it. And, um, if you look at the, the list of like the first, um, Tiny 10, I'll, I'll just pull it up right here. Those are the, some pretty well-known games that everybody knows. Because um, even for me, I wasn't that far into the Game Boy library yet, so I didn't know that much about them. But yeah, I'll go over them real quick. So um, we had Kirby's Dreamland to start with, obvious choice, because um, that's the most easy game to speed run on Game Boy, I guess. What a game. Or to get into it, at least. Um, we had Bubble Ghost, a lot of people were playing that at that time. We got Solar Striker, which I ch really choose myself because I love that game. It's a tough game. Um, yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not, but yeah, whatever. Um, a lot of people had struggles <laughs> with that during the Tiny Ten for sure. Um, then we got Operation C, well, Contra, of course. I mean, yeah. uh, typical game to choose, plus you had the 10 extra life code, so was easy to get into. Uh, we got Super Mario Land, also obvious choice. Uh, Metroid 2, again, obvious choice, but like only part of it, of course. Uh, Mega Man 2, because that was the most accessible Mega Man game on Game Boy at that point in time, at least. Um, got Ninja Gaiden Shadow, because, well, everybody was playing Ninja Gaiden on NES, so why not uh, portray the Game Boy one? Um, then we had Kid Dracula, with what the most offshoot, but a lot of people who were in my channel were actually speedrunning it at that time, so I put it in there. Um, we finished with Zelda Link's Awakening, so you can hear that th that list was really comprised <laughs> of all the popular Game Boy games, uh, just to have a quick list. And 
yeah, it, it just took off from there. But I called it a portable marathon back then. Um, at least for the first four editions, I think I, I actually just called it portable marathon. Uh, but Mr. Cap, who is a uh, an avid Mega Man Game Boy speedrunner and normal Mega Man speedrunner, um, if you've heard about him, he just started calling it Tiny Ten as a joke, and a lot of people just picked up on that because it was just a parody of the Big Twenty. And um, well, uh, <laughs> in the end, I just <laughs> gave up calling it Portable Marathon, and now we're just calling it Tiny Ten because it's it's more well known as that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, making the logo for, uh, I want to say it was like Tiny Ten 3 or 4, I can't remember. And uh, I made the seal, like the circle seal with the Game Boy in the center. I put mm. Portable Marathon on the top and like Tiny Ten on the bottom. Just to, like, I didn't know what to call it. The only reason that is is I didn't know what to call it because Mo and like three other people were calling it Portable Marathon. And, like, myself and, like, five other people are calling it Tiny Ten. So I was like, I'm just <laughs> going to put both names on there, and you guys can call it whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. So <laughs> Tiny Ten is just a lot more funny, I guess. Um, just because pe- when people know it comes from the Big 20, it kind of stems from that. Like, it was based upon it, kind of, I guess. Like... Um, it's not like we stole the idea or anything like that. It's just, uh, well, there, the Big 20 by then was like the only big <laughs> speedrunning marathon right, that was yeah. going on. So um, I think we were the second ones who started doing that. And now you just have a bunch of them for everything. So Every um, console has one now. Yeah. So it, it's fun to... Um, to make up something like that even if it's based on a bigger project that's going on um but yeah it's it's cool to see that well four years later we're still doing it um it's definitely not as big as the big 20 or even any of the other races that started after we started doing tiny 10 but uh but yeah it's fun to keep doing that i mean you got I mean, you had the big 20 obviously you know everyone lo- everyone looked at the nes and just that's what they're drawn to and then it was like a year or two ago, uh, SNES finally opened one up. <clears throat> so obviously that one was going to get a, a lot of attention regardless too, just because of the actual console itself. But I would say like we probably draw a similar crowd to that of like the Atari now, because I think the Atari has one through RGL. Um, the Sega mm-hmm. Masters, Master System, Ma- Mega Drive, whatever. The Master 15, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, is it I the mean, Master Fifteen? I don't know. Like, I, I don't. Know. I know Btrim makes the one with the Master System, and then there's also the Mega Drive one. Yeah, I have no idea how Sega, <laughs> Sega works because I don't do anything related to Sega. Um, so, yeah, me neither. Um, so I, I would say like we we draw a very similar crowd to that, like in terms of size. But uh, yeah, no, like it's it's weird. It, well, it's not weird, but it's just tough, like trying to compare yourself to the NES and Super NES because I feel like people probably either a have more nostalgia for those consoles, b they see you know more and bigger streamers playing on said consoles. They really don't see you know bigger streamers playing on Game Boy or things like that at all. So and then the bigger streamers that do play Game Boy are typically like Pokemon and stuff like mm. that. So or Zelda. 
for sure. Yeah, and it's always um, like doing these, we always have like a different amount of actual runners. Um, like the first one only had five runners. Uh, two of them forfeited actually. Um, because <laughs> literally nobody practiced for it. Um, they just wanted to play it. Uh, nobody practiced for any of the games. Um, I think somebody looked it up recently what the actual uh, number one place was and it was like five hours or something like that or over five hours um, and the ones that forfeited were over like eight hours already. Um, the second edition was not so good. Um, actually commentators had to step in or was that the third no, one? That, I don't was, remember. that was number th- uh, that was number three. Okay, that was yeah. Okay, I t- two had a lot of runners. Well, with a lot, that's like eight people or something. Yeah, I think we like had like that. eight or nine people in two. Yeah, yeah, so we were kind of excited for the next one, and then literally nobody showed up on the on the day of the third one. So commentators <laughs> I, had to step in just to have runners. I remember. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I remember that because Tiny Ten Two was my first Tiny Ten, and that was like right yeah. when I got into speed running as well too. So. If Duck is listening, that's when I beat Duck in Tiny Ten, and ever since then he's won like three or four. So, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but number three came around, and it was starting. It was like I had to go on a business trip when number three was happening, so I couldn't participate. But I, I supplied all the art and everything. I, I told Mo like, "Hey, like I, I want to help with this. Like, let me know what you need." And um, so I gave, I gave Mo a bunch of art for it, and then I came mm-hmm. back and I I realized that like. Um, John Carls and Bangaro were also running. I'm like, weren't they your commentators? Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had three people who were commentating over the race, but two of them were actually racing because there were only two other participants that year. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, so good. Still no idea how that happens. It's not a bad list. You know, like Tiny Ten Three was was Kung Fu Master. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan, Kirby Star Stacker, Felix the Cat, Wario Blast, Teku Fight, Tailgater, Nobo, which you should go watch the previous episode on, Hammer and Harry, and DuckTales. Like, that's a pretty good list. It really is. Those are all easy games even to get yeah. into, so... Because like yeah, Tiny, t- Tiny Ten Two, like, was it was a like some some of those games that in that second Tiny Ten were tough. Um, and when I mean tough, I mean like they were easy, but if you messed up once, you were kind of kind of screwed. Like Donkey Kong, nine was it ninety? Donkey Kong ninety four, ninety two, ninety something. The arcade version, yeah. yeah. Um, like that was a bad, but then you got into like Contra, and if you're not a Contra player, like Contra Game Boy Easy Mode is only three levels, but like if you just don't know how Contra works, like it can be a little rough to start. Amazing Penguin. Great game, but like the controls were a little eh. Kid Nikki, like that is just yeah. <laughs> that game, yeah, is, that game is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kirby's Block Ball, like that game is just slow. Darkwing Duck, that game is phenomenal, but can be very hard as well. Uh, tracks, super easy. Trip World, in my opinion, super easy. Trap, great until you hit about stage twenty, and then from stage twenty and on, just it's just a nightmare. Looney yeah. Tunes, Elmer Fudd is a, is a complete nightmare in Looney Tunes. Like, the heck with that game. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing as Speedy Gonzalez in that game oh, is also... God. Yeah. 
one jump and you're suddenly across the screen somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's 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 tough. But I don't I don't know like those those are the first three tiny tens you know and so you know and we usually well Mo usually puts these out what usually a month or two after the big twenty has been done right like the actual no race it's itself. it's it's usually like back then I announced a list like a week after big twenty was done. Um, but it's getting harder to like actually figure out dates to to like keep following up on each other um, because when Beatrim was doing his uh, master one, um, I always talked to him like, "Hey, when are you gonna do it?" So I can like kind of find a date to set it uh, so we can actually do it. But it gets way too tough with all these marathons going on all the time. So eventually I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do one in November and one around April or May and and screw everything else. Um, <laughs> like I, I, you just cannot keep track of everything anymore. So yeah, but nowadays the, the list always definitely comes out at least one month before the actual date so yeah. you do have time to practice but usually it's a, it's even two months before the date so definitely enough time for people to learn the games yeah 100 percent. like this this tiny 10 8 um mo and i did the reveal what a week or two ago now yeah and uh i don't know like you guys have until november 10th you know, to practice this, like, you have still almost a full month to, to go through and do this, so, mm-hmm. and, the, and the games in the Tiny 10 8 are super fun, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to them in a minute, but I mean, they're they're very fun games, like, I would say, out of, out of all the marathons that I have personally done, because I have done, I have been in two big 20s, um, and I've ran in two Tiny 10s, but i kind of been involved, <laughs> thanks to Mo for the last six of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I would say like the tiny tens, like they're the perfect amount. Like they're not too short, they're not too long, because like some of those big twenty games can get really drawn out. Like this is perfect. Like it sticks around like the two and a half to three hour mark for all ten games. Most of them are pretty easy blind or pretty casual blind. Like it's it's not bad at all just to get into this. Hmm. Yeah, it's usually like um, maybe not at the start because then we just picked like more popular games, but definitely since Tiny Ten Four at least, um, all the lists. If you just look at the world records for all of them, even if they're just like um, segments of games, um, whenever you uh, look at the actual times and you add them up together, um, if you would be able to get world record on all of them it would always be like around one hour 45 minutes in total um with the least amount of practice the entire list is always very much doable within three hours and with a little bit of practice you usually end up around like two hours 15 minutes or two hours 30 minutes so it doesn't take up your whole day um for europe we always start at like seven so Let's just say you actually did practice. You might be done by nine then. Um, so you still have the evening to go out and stuff like that. And for, excuse me, for um, for the US, they we start at 1 p.m. So you might be done by three. So you have the rest of the afternoon for right. you to just go do something else. 
that is unless you're infinite mystery then <laughs> then you're like stuck for the next 24 hours <laughs> i love infinite mystery but i yeah. mean like 10, 10 10 5 like i i only practiced gargoyle's quest in tiny 10 5 and i went through nine of the 10 games blind <clears throat> and i think i was done in just about like three and a half hours yeah for sure it's it's definitely doable always yeah so yeah i guess uh you want to talk to me more about the history of of, of the tiny 10 I think that's pretty much it. Like, um, I I can talk a little bit about maybe the future of Tiny Ten. Um, for this one, when I was setting up the list, I made sure to like we have a research document um, which we have on like the the Game Boy Discord, um, and all people can see it and they can see which uh, games are on there. And I ask people like, can you maybe look into this game, see if if this is a if there's no speedrun of it, like, is this something that maybe could be cool uh, to put up there in the future? Or ones that already have um, have a record, like, is it doable for not only blind players, but also for, like, the casual player to even get through this? So I have a complete list with, with like, a lot of games on there. Um, usually I only really look for 10 and then stop, but when I was doing this one for 8, I just... Uh, made a new list with like a lot a lot a lot of games on there that still have to be researched but a lot of them have already been researched and i already got nine picks for the next one basically so (laughs) that one is almost done already and there's like still what 15 games on there that have to be checked out so um i'm making work of it that in the future everything is already set up so i don't have to uh work too much on it anymore (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I I DM you a lot of a lot of games that are that that have a lot of potential to them, like yeah. Brain Drain and stuff like that. Yeah, those are. That's usually the hardest one. Get a good puzzle game in there because yeah. you always have to segment it. And is it a good segment or not? Um, those are the hardest ones to find because platformers. We have like They're 700 of them left to get through, so yeah. that never will be a problem at all. But it's just finding like something different to put in there. That's usually usually the hard part of it. Yeah, platformers are really a dime a dozen when it comes, especially when it comes to Game Boy. But like, I feel like with with Game Boy Adventure, I've done a lot of puzzles already, so it's just like I can kind of go through and like look up my documents of that and be like, this one would be okay, but you'd have to stop here type deal. Or, like, this one's fine if you play it on hard or fast or, you know, whatever it is. I'm still waiting for Quirk to get in, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Quirk is one of those games that is, like, weird. Because once you know where to go, it's super easy. But other people might get stuck on it for four hours or longer. Yeah. It's it's a hard decision to make. But, um, yes. I mean, it's like Alien 3 as well. Like, look at Alien 3, for example. Like, I don't know if you've played Alien Three at all yet for your for your challenge. I tried, but I got stuck after, and I gave up after two hours. Exactly, exactly. Like it, like the game blind took me, I think, five and a half hours blind. I think it took John like six or something, six or nine hours blind. But like once I knew where to go and what to do, I was able to beat the game in like twenty five minutes. And now like the the mm-hmm. speed run is down to like fifteen or sixteen minutes now. So, I mean, like, it's not a hard game. It's just, it's one of those where-the-hell-do-I-go games. 
So, I mean, from there, like, if you had that in the Tiny Ted, like, ca- casually and blind, it's not very friendly at all. But as a speedrunner, it's a paradise because it's actually a really easy speedrun. Um, so, still waiting for that to get in as well. Yeah, that's, like, a big problem <laughs> with, with making the list. It kind of has to be blind-friendly. Um, and I'm going to have to stick to that way of thinking about the list because when we did Tiny Ten Six, we actually, on <laughs> purpose, um, took 10 games that you... Well, not all 10 of them, but uh, most of them, you really, really had to learn a speedrun. Yeah. Uh, for them to get through them pretty easily and fast enough. Um, so that was a test. I, I did not know what was going to happen, but yeah, the results came in and a lot of people just did not want to participate because the games were too hard, even when they were trying to do the speed runs. So I just uh, stepped away from, <laughs> from that kind of thing completely just to make it a lot more accessible for everybody because um, that's basically what the Tiny Ten is for, is just to show people a lot of games, maybe get them interested in speedrunning some of them, but it's just to show like obscure games that nobody ever thinks of on Game Boy and stuff like that. So it should always be accessible for everybody just to, even on racing day itself, just to be like, oh wait, this is going on today. Uh, Why shouldn't I just play these games? Maybe I'll have a great time. And that's what I usually hear from people um, who have been practicing and people who just have uh, stepped in at the very last moment uh, oh this is cool because i never see these games otherwise and now i have a chance to actually play through them so yeah yeah. i I remember when tiny six got released it was something you've always wanted to do is to have a list pretty much of all full games yeah And uh, and as soon as i saw double dragon on there i was like yep i'll commentate this one (laughs) because <laughs> double dragon game boy is not an easy game <laughs> no definitely not and double dragon was one of the games i wanted to put in the original first one as well so and then you had dwr or mega man yeah. one for game boy sorry uh that's not an easy game either so then you had oh, super mario land 2 Ugh. <laughs> That garbage game. Ugh. That was probably <laughs> the easiest game on the list, but uh, Marble but yeah, Madness was the easiest. Oh yeah, for sure. That was just a joke that I put in there just to give everybody a breather. <laughs> oh, everyone yeah. a breather after Wario Land too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, another very hard game. <laughs> the game where you cannot die at all. Oh, but yeah, that was fun to, to put Wario minutes. Land two in though. Because, like, for people who don't know Wario Land 2, um, it has multiple endings. And if you do not know that you just have to stay asleep in the first stage of that game to get the shortest route in that game, which is five stages, um, you have to play through 30 of them. So, um, yeah, I was kind of hoping a lot of people would not know that, but everybody knew. Everyone that practiced knew. And yeah. you, you, here's the thing, like, you knew in that list, like, you knew who practiced and who didn't practice based off of Wario Land 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, we um, we only had, like, five runners, so, yeah, yeah. those were the ones who actually practiced. So. I think that was Legs' first Tiny 10, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She immediately did the hardest one there ever was. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, so, yeah. 
that's that's awesome to hear that you've uh, already have ninety percent of the list thought out for for next Tiny Ten. That's great. Yeah, well, well it's not ninety percent of the list because um, it's just nine games that are already approved for sure. Oh, but uh, three of them are Mega Man three, four, and five. So oh. <laughs> that's gonna only gonna be one, of course. Mega Man three. Good luck on that one. Well, each of them is only going to be first for Robot Masters, regardless. And probably <laughs> the the robot killer that comes with it at that stage. So. Mega Man 3, good luck on that one. Yeah, good, good luck whatever that one gets picked. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, man. That's well, a- the, the worst stages come after the first four Robot Masters. So yeah, that's, that's true. You don't have to worry about dust and skull and all that. So. Yeah. Especially Everybody dust. Yeah, the first four's not bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the history of, of the Tiny Ten. Um, let's just dive into this list, shall we? Yeah, uh, we're not going to be talking like in very much detail about any of the games. It's just like uh, a little reminder to people what the list is. Um, we do, we did do an actual reveal, um, yep. so we have a VOD up for that. We'll definitely link it in the description below so you can watch that and see the games in action. But we just want to get through the list real quick so uh, to give everybody a reminder and to talk a little bit about each game. So that's what yeah. we're going to do. So the first game on the list we have is Donkey Kong Land. Beat the goal is beat World One. Um, this is a pretty yeah. generous goal. Well, I guess pretty easy goal. Yeah, I think we mentioned this in in the reveal as well. But um, like Beat World One gives you a little bit variety in each level. Like it's it's a nice level. It's like a pirate ship level. It's like a jungle level. It has a little bit of everything, and it has a boss fight, of course. Um, I first wanted to do Beat World 2 because it's not a long goal even then, but then you have to do like four or five water levels and those are not very well loved by a lot of people. And depending on how you are playing Donkey Kong Land, those are so very hard to see where yeah. you're actually going. So um, yeah, Beat World 1 is definitely good enough. Um, the entire game is way too long, of course. Can't do that, but... Definitely wanted to show Donkey Kong Land after all these additions because people have been requesting one of them um, since the start, basically. Yeah, my my I have two big complaints about Donkey Kong Land 1. Um, but the one complaint I have goes for literally all three is just the graphics. Like, <clears throat> they try to pull, like, the SNES-style graphics with, like, the 3D uh, donkeys and, like, the... You know the parallax background and everything else, which is fine. It, it it runs for the most part fairly smooth on the Game Boy, but when you're playing it on, you know, a green template or whatever else, like even just on the Super Game Boy too, like it's actually really hard to see what's happening. And then when you get underwater, like the water usually puts like a little bit of a mask over things too to like give you the sense of immersion, and it makes yeah. it even harder to see what's going on. So, um, that game that game. Uh, took me a bit to play when I played it blind it took me a, it took me a bit to like see what was happening see stuff in the background see enemies and whatnot my other complaint is just the controls for one were just in my opinion way too slippery um, but I mean like Mo was saying world one was is awesome like you start off with a jungle and then you're like the next stage you're on ice like you've went from the jungle to a glacier you know in a few seconds uh, then you have a pirate ship. Like, there's a lot of variety. There's going to be a lot of control variety, a lot of background variety. 
Um, dog cars might be a pretty fun game to watch, honestly. Yeah, people always like the Donkey Kong game, so why not <laughs> at least put one in there? Um, we'll see in the future to put in Donkey Kong Land 2 and 3, of course. Um, but the thing is, Donkey Kong Land 3 only has been speedrun on the Game Boy Color version. I don't know if there's any difference or not. I, I know it only came out in Japan, so maybe there are some differences. Um, I have no but idea. yeah, we'll see. The, the other ones are definitely going to be in a tiny ten in the future for sure as well. Yeah. Then the next game we got is Brain Drain uh, Goal. Rookie Difficulty Beat Stage 30. Um, this is a game I never played before until the reveal day. And this game is actually a lot of fun. Like, it, 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 it's, it's simple, but it's very addicting. Yeah, I think a lot of people who enjoy, like, uh, fast-paced puzzle games would uh, absolutely love to play Brain Ranges casually. Um, for... Having a speedrun goal, Rookie Beat Stage 30 is pretty okay, because um, the difficulty is not too hard until after Stage 30. Um, there are ways to stop the timer and to skip some stages if, you're, uh, if you've been able to unlock those power-ups, so you can skip at least a few stages. Um, the game does have... Um, like a life system, but it also has a password system, which I always find odd when they when they do that because you really game over, but then you can still start from the same stage. So what's actually the point of having lives to begin with? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's it's pretty easy to get to stage thirty. Um, and what's really fun about this, um, it's completely random. So. Most puzzles look alike, but like their their setup is different, or the the icons get scrambled in a different way each time. Even if you lose a life, the next time you have to restart a puzzle, the scrambling is completely random. So you have to be on your toes and think fast to um, to get through each stage as fast as possible, for sure. Yeah, I uh, basically the gameplay is there's a a set pattern that it initially shows you and then it kind of it kind of just like um it, it scrambles up the pattern and then in the top left corner of your screen it shows you the pattern what it needs to look like and you take this this cursor and you kind of move four things at once so you basically it's like a slider puzzle in a way where you take all these mm-hmm. and kind of make what the scrambled puzzle is into what the top top left corner is telling you to make it into um you're timed in each stage um there are power-ups i didn't get to really use or experience power-ups at all um when i was revealing it or helping reveal it so uh, but it's a very yeah, simple game for sure definitely on rookie level um i chose rookie because those are really just you know it gets scrambled try to unscramble it again um if you go to the other difficulties you actually get stage hazards like um, some of the icons get blinded out so you can't see what's behind those blocks and it gets a lot tougher so uh, rookie is perfect as a little puzzle game in between like uh, other harder games in the tiny 10 list because we always put like a puzzle game in there yeah some sort of break um, next game on our list we have is Shinchan 2. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the whole title. Uh, it's Shinchan 2. <laughs> it's Shinchan 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we really, we've never talked about Shinchan at all yet on This Is Game Boy. So, 
Um, it's the 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 games themselves are very the the plot of the games are very different than the actual anime itself. If you've ever watched the anime, um, basically Shin Chan Two is a hold right and jump over pits type platformer. Sometimes you have to climb up a pole. Uh, there's really nothing to it. There's only one boss. Like I think there's like five or six stages, and there's only one boss, and it's at the very end of the game. Um, the catch is with Shin Chan. I know Shin Chan One. If you die or if you lose all your lives and game over, you start from the beginning of the game. I want to say there might be one or two continues in Shin Chan Two. I don't remember off the top of my head um, because it's almost impossible to game over in Shin Chan games. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> It's it's an extremely easy game. You can dodge and and take out just about anything. Um, along the way, like halfway points throughout the, each stage, you're gonna run into like a mini game. Um, the first one you do is sumo wrestling with Georgie. The speed run is is you just hold left or right and just smash A and fall over and be done with it. But you can try and sumo wrestle him. Uh, there's a soccer mini game. The worst one is is rock paper scissors. That one's completely random whether or not you're going to either lose right away for the quickest route or you're going to win three times or you're going to be stuck on the same person for six times. You know, it's it's kind of random and up in the air. Um, and then the final boss is your principal who is hiding behind pillars because he doesn't have any clothes on and you have an action bastard suit, so you're trying to... You're trying to stun lock the principal on the edge of the screen by shooting him with, with, the, with the beams, but that is a lot easier said than done <laughs> um typically you'll run out of action master suit and you'll have to try and jump shin's slow jump animation to jump on top of the principal's head so always a good time yeah most of these chin chan games are definitely made for children even though the source oh, material yeah. is not always for <laughs> children Per se, um, it always looked like a really kids' cartoon, but it's really not, and it real the games really portray that well because um, it has the same kind of humor that all the all the episodes have. Uh, but the gameplay is really simple and easy for everybody to get into, so it's always fun to just p- put a Chin Chan game on the list because they're just fun speed runs to do. So um, yeah, and they're they always really, really short as well and easy to learn. So yeah, ever since you you put number four in in Tiny Ten Five, I think it was four or five. <laughs> everyone was just like, "When's the next? When's the next uh, game for for Chin Chin?" I'm like, "Well, ask Mo. He yeah. makes the lists." <laughs> yeah, we have three more after this that we can put in, basically. Yeah, uh, but probably only the first one, maybe because the other two are really just random puzzle well they're not random yeah nah i know but (laughs) we'll see we'll see maybe they will we'll put them in maybe not um it might be cool to put those other two as like little bray games um i'm talking about shin chan 3 and 5 then in that regard uh but shin chan 1 is probably gonna be in the next one for sure yeah um i mean the next game we have is max it's not like we've ever talked about that game before. <laughs> yeah, we can basically just <laughs> skip talking about that game altogether. Um, if you want to 
uh, have a two-hour podcast. I don't know how long it was about uh, about Max Rubble Saber Two. We did an episode on that. Yeah. Just go check that one out. Um, yeah. Then you can come back to uh, to this one. <laughs> it's just a basic platformer that you can shoot. That's pretty yeah. much all it is. Yeah, but we do talk two hours about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to it. We're good at that. <laughs> Just talking um. about stuff that is not really uh, tied to the game at all. But yeah, yeah, just go check out that episode. It's a good episode. I think that was our second or third one. Um, let's see. The next thing we got is Wave Race. Oh, by the way, the goal for Max is beat the game. And for Shinchan 2 is beat the game. But the next game we have is Wave Race. Goal 550cc, which is the slowest cc that you can start with. And you have to get first place. So Right. I've never played like I the first time I played this was during the reveal as well. Um you have to get 15 points in your what do they call it a, a grand prix or whatever. I don't know racing mm-hmm. terms very yeah. well. You have to get 15 points in your grand prix in order to win first place or win the the gold cup. How many races are in the grand prix? There's four levels and first place gets you 5 points, second place gets you three points and third place gets you one point i believe so and if you come in fourth you you just lose basically yeah this game is is kind of interesting like you press you press b to accelerate which i i I screwed up right away i was holding a and then you press a to boost but you have like a limited number of boost throughout the entire race then along the way you can collect power-ups that'll either give you like a shield or whatever um, there is collision, and if you follow the actual like path, like you can maintain a speed or p- keep a faster speed. If you fall off the path, you go slower. Think of like Mario Kart type deal. Um, the controls are actually extremely good for this game, though. I will say that. Like the the bit I played of it at the reveal, like the controls were very very good. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. Most people know Wave Race from the '64 uh, game because that was. Well, one of the release games, I guess, was quite popular. But uh, yeah, Wayfrace actually started on on Game Boy. Um, this was the first game of the quote unquote series, and it's probably one of the best racing games there is on Game Boy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really easy on f- five hundred and fifty CC, but it gets really, really tough on the higher difficulties for sure. Yeah, um, I I compared it to RC Pro Am. For mm-hmm. the NES, like that's it, it felt a lot like that. With I, I would say a little bit better controls, like but it felt very much like that. Yeah, it's it's a top-down racing game, so you always have the top view. And unlike Micro Machines on Game Boy, you oh. have a map, so you can actually see where the hell you're supposed to go. Micro Machines is the worst. <laughs> it is absolutely the worst. Like I love Micro Machines, but not on Game Boy. No. It's so bad on Game Boy. <laughs> and people are always trying to to say that I'm wrong and that it's an easy game to beat. I can get past the first, uh, the fourth stage of that game, and there's like 24 races in there, and there's no continues, and it just drives me mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so when we come back, we're gonna hit up the other five games in our tiny ten list. Stay tuned.
Alright, welcome back everybody. Uh, we're going to finish up the last five games here of T Tiny 10 number 8. Um, so I guess the next game we have here is oh God, Maru's Mission. Goal, play the US or European version, beat the game. Yeah, highly, highly requested game. Yeah, I don't know why. I honestly have <laughs> no idea why this game is, was so requested. It's not <laughs> a good game. No, nope, and it's a long game. It's like a 25-minute game, and it's just not fun. <laughs> it's just 25 <laughs> minutes of not fun. <laughs> and yet people still wanted it in, so I just did it so I can get rid of it forever now. Oh, so if you, if you know much of anything about the Famicom and... Japanese video game history. Maru is actually a pretty prominent character in Japanese video games. Um, have, it has its own series. However, America and maybe possibly Europe would only see a few of these games come to light. Um, Maru's mission is basically you hold right and you don't stop shooting. And you're going to get a power-up in the shape of a scroll that can either shoot comets from off-screen that has, like, these homing balls that could just skip you to the end of the stage that can, um, well, so you have, like, an exploding bomb. You have one that's got a whip, basically, and when you use it, Maru stops moving and just you have to wait like five seconds for this animation to stop before you can start moving again. Like it, <laughs> like the power ups are just not good. The only one that's good is the one that takes you to the end of the stage. And yeah. your your health system is ba I call them souls. So in the bottom right hand corner of your screen, you have uh, you have this soul icon with a bunch of numbers. However, in the American in, or in the American and European version, the porting from Japanese to American gets screwed up somehow. Where your number sprites will sometimes turn into hearts, spades, smiley faces. Like, it is just an absolute atrocity. And the other side effect is, is that there's no iframes in this game. So, like, if you stand inside of an enemy, you will just straight up get chunked and killed. And once you die and game over, you start the entire game over again. So, if you get mm -hmm. to the final mm -hmm. stage and die... You get to play that entire game again because once is not enough, apparently. Um, <laughs> the big differences. So, like, I, I, I did this last year's uh, Handheld Heroes, Handheld Heroes 2017. I played Maru's Mission, the American version and the Japanese version. Just, I wanna, just to showcase the two differences. The Japanese version is honestly harder than the American version. Um, which is usually the other way around. Mm -hmm. And in the American version, if you fall into a pit, you get a seizure warning, basically. But you can fall into a pit three times into the American version before you game over. Um, in the American version, if you kill a boss, souls come out of that boss. And you can collect the souls to regain your, your hit points that you lost. In the Japanese version, however, once you have killed a boss... There's no souls to pick up. It just cuts to the cutscene to the next to the next stage. So if you beat a boss with one one hit point left, you go into the next stage with one hit point. If you fall into a pit in the Japanese version, it's an instant game over. Um, all the sprites are complete. Well, 
90% of sprites are completely different on the Japanese version, and all of the bosses are different, and they all look different. So, um, yeah, so Mo chose the American version because it is the easier of the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you look at the leaderboard for Maru's mission, you will see a lot of us on there. Because literally everybody has tried to play it. Well, it was a, once. It was a it hot was speed a, game for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of people were requesting this game to be in a tiny tent. And I refrain from doing it because <laughs> it is so long and dying takes you back so far. But I'm actually really excited to see what's gonna happen happen during the race. Yeah. Just it can screw people over so badly. Yeah, and it's going to be great. And like, and like, there's one boss, and like, there's one boss that he has a trivia question instead of actually fighting them. So it's like if you don't know the answer, you just start that stage over again. Like, there's no try again. Like, you just start it over. <laughs> And if it is a Japanese version, like you don't know what they're saying. So. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, but the the riddle is the oldest riddle known to mankind. Oh, yeah. So probably everybody knows the answer to it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we think it to play the level again. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see, but that that is gonna be a real big turning point uh, in the in the entire race. Brain the drain might already put some people ahead and some people behind, yeah. uh, but Maru's mission might turn everything upside down in a matter of like well, twenty five minutes, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, the, we'll another another game too that like, people need to be careful for is also Max. Like I think I mentioned, we mentioned this in the in the thing. Is like if you game over a max, you kinda, I think you got to start all over again. So yeah, for sure. Uh, um, it's just one of those types of games. Uh, moving on, here we have Rodland. Uh, beat the game, Japanese version. I think they're they're the. The reason you chose the Japanese version because we were having issues with the American version, right, or the English version. Sorry. Uh yeah, for me the English version actually just constantly hard-locked basically um, after beating stage 10 um, when you move on to the boss stage the first boss stage so I couldn't do that for starters and then I played the Japanese version and that one worked and not only that but also you start with 10 lives instead of 2 lives which is a huge difference <laughs> in this game um, it's not a hard game at all um, no. it's actually a very easy game but um, just having 10 lives makes the game a lot more speed runnable, uh, manageable to get through easily um, and faster. Because the only way to get extra lives in this game is by collecting all of the flowers or, or other items in a stage. Then uh, killing all the enemies who then turn into uh, letters. And if you form extra, you get one extra life. So it's very tedious to actually get an extra life so just starting with 10 which is more 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 than enough for this entire game uh, which yeah. has 40 stages is is just a yeah a huge advantage so the japanese version definitely is the way to go here <laughs> and there you that's there you see it firsthand japanese versions are usually easier than the american versions yeah american european for most versions. Of, at least on game boy a lot of the japanese versions are a lot easier than that than the other versions for unless, sure. Unless you're Maru's mission. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like the first time I played Rodland again was for the reveal. 
Um, I, I I've heard of the game. I've seen the game played, but I've personally have just never played it. Um, it's a it's a pretty cute game, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's two ways to finish a level. Like like Mo was saying, you can collect all the flowers, um, or you can just kill all the enemies on the screen. I I would assume I don't I've never watched a speedrun of this game, but I would assume the fastest way is just to kill all the enemies on the screen since they all migrate towards you already. So yeah. Indeed. Um, it's just about finding the correct path to get to them the fastest while they're moving towards you. Um, right. But if you do not really want to speedrun it, but just get through it, just stay where you are, let them come to you and, and kill whatever comes. Like, each stage takes, like, 50 to 20 seconds. Like, um, once, you've, once you've taken out an enemy, they, they turn into, like... A, a, a various object, either a bouncy ball or a raw ro- or a, a rocket or something mm. of the sort, and you, you kind of like kick it at you know one side of the screen, and anything in its path will, or anything that it hits, it'll take out. So, yeah. uh, it's a pretty cute game, honestly. Even if you don't, even if you don't want to speedrun it, just playing it casually seems like a pretty fun game to play. Yeah, it would take like half an hour, maybe. Um, I think it took me forty minutes because I game over twice on like stage 30 and there's no continue so you constantly have to start from the beginning again um so this might also be one where a lot of people have to reset a lot of times if they run out of lives but if they are somewhat careful they should not have any problems besides maybe the bosses that are a little bit harder yeah are there passwords in the game nope nothing nothing okay how many stages uh, 40 stages and well technically four boss stages as well so 44 in total but yeah each one takes about 10 to 20 seconds maximum cool. yeah yeah i think i did the first boss on the on the reveal like for someone never playing the game before getting to the first boss and killing it should show yeah. you yeah most bosses are easy to figure out really um standard patterns that are easy to figure out the final boss is a little bit different he has like multiple forms and stuff like that um he's a little bit harder to dodge but if you have like eight lives or six or eight lives um going into that guy it's it should be easy pickings because especially his last form there's a way you can stand where he does not hit you at all so Nice. I like those a lot. Yeah. Um, next game we have is Gargoyles Quest 2. Goal Beat Sand Frog. Yeah, we don't have to talk a lot about this game either because, again, we did a complete episode about it. Um, the only thing I can say is we picked the English translated version, which is not official, of course, but for people who are doing it blind, at least the game gives you some hints on where to go, even if it's not that hard to figure out uh, in this one. Um, yeah. Sandfrock is the third boss of this game. Um, you have like the, the, the first boss before you head out into the overworld. Uh, then you have the forest stage boss, and then you have the desert uh, boss. So um, easy to get to. Um, there's not much moving around to get there. Some people who might play it blind might go to the extra stage that's in the Game Boy version and they can pick up the homing shot. Um, but that's completely unnecessary for the speedrun at all. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell, there is no difference between the English and Japanese version at all. The nope. Eng- English tra- translation ROM. So, like, in terms of speed-wise, like, no one's at a better advantage than another person, depending on, you know, the one that they, the one that they would ever choose. But 
for the sake of like the speedrunning leaderboards, you would submit the Japanese one since that is an official game. Unless yeah, they made a category for America for the English one. Not sure, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess that the, the Japanese text boxes might move a little bit faster. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is just to help those uh, blind players out as well. It, it's for a marathon setting; it really doesn't matter that much. So yeah, if you want to know more about the game, uh, go listen to episode three. Uh, Mo and I talked for about an hour and a half or two hours about the game. So mm. um, next we got is Out of Gas Gold Beat World Three. I like this game. I, I, I When we revealed it, I didn't think I played it. And then after I played the first stage, I remembered that I played the game. Um, I like this game. It's it's a fairly unique game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely one of its kind, uh, especially on Game Boy. Almost nobody has heard about this game. Uh, but the people who have heard about it really love this game. Um, it's pretty long actually it has like each world has eight stages and there's eight worlds in total um, it does have passwords in between each world so you can pick it up where you left off no problem it's also a very expensive game if you want to find it I think it might have only come out in Europe as well so that's that makes it even uh, more expensive um, but yeah it's it's uh, it's kind of a puzzle game also kind of an action game um, where you just have a top-down view, you're on a little space jet ski, sort of say, and you have to collect all the gas tanks in a stage to move on to the next stage. That's pretty much it. Yeah, if you want to know the, the quote-unquote lore of the game, uh, you ran out of gas. That Man, who would have thought that? And you, you're in a little, like, spaceshipy thing, and you just have to shoot these little circles, and, like, once you've got past, like, level three in world one they start putting numbers up and whatnot and you have to hit the numbers in order one two three four five and then hit like the other targets and whatnot all along the way avoiding things because you have like lasers and spikes and stuff and if they hit you you lose time off of what's happening or you lose time in your stage and i think once the timer hits zero or you run out of gas and you have you die so yeah that's pretty much it there are like hidden extra lives during the stages hidden uh, clocks that you can pick up to extend your timer before you run out. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty simple game. It's easy to understand. Um, the controls are kind of slippery, but it's on purpose because yeah. you're technically in space. So like, if you give gas in space on like <laughs> a jet ski, it would not stop immediately. So you have to uh, um, keep that in mind, of course. But yeah, the plot really simple. You're out of gas on your actual spaceship. You're going down to the planet to pick up more gas on like a little scooter thingy while your girlfriend is waiting. Um, in the actual spaceship. Um, for the speed run, of course, you um, will skip the cutscenes. But if you're playing it casually, definitely check those out because the are so they're good. really something. They're, they're really good. They're well. They're well. Like in terms of graphics, like they're actually done super well for the Game Boy. Like I've seen my fair share of just really bad cutscenes. Like I've played Mulan, so. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like these graphics are pretty top tier. They're 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 it's very humorous. So definitely recommend checking out the cutscenes if you ever get a chance. Um, sure. The next and last game we have is all of your guys' favorite green toads. We have Battle Toads, 
goal beat stage five no out of bounds yeah um definitely the hardest game on the list um but it had to be done we had to put battletoads on the tiny town list finally um there's three battletoads games on game boy you have battletoads in ragnarok's world which is a port of the nes version you have battletoads and double dragon which is a port of course of well battletoads and double dragon from nes and snes um and then you have this one which is a complete original game for uh for a Game Boy, um, it has its own stages. It has its own uh, like little quirks and stuff like that. And yep. um, yeah, I had to put it on there because Battletoads is a very loved series throughout all platforms. Um, Beat Stage Five is basically play through half of the game. Um, stage Five itself is quite a doozy. It's not yes, easy it if you do not know what you're doing. But the stages after that get actually a lot harder than uh, than anything that came before it. So stage 5 is a really, really good uh, stopping point, not only for the game, but also for the marathon. Because beating that stage um, is quite an achievement to do that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's no turbo tunnel in, in this, this version of the game. However, there is a shoot 'em up type stage where you have to dodge obstacles and kill things that's that's uh it's pretty equivalent to triple tunnel <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot easier though but yeah it's it's uh it's definitely one of yeah it, it kind of has a little bit of everything like the first stage yeah. is just your normal platformer second stage is indeed a kind of shmup um where you have to dodge certain things and just uh shoot enemies third stage um Wait, which is... Oh, it's the HAL stage, right? That's it's, the one yep. you got to. Um, yeah, it's a tight platforming stage, basically. Uh, the fourth one is a swamp stage, which oh. also introduces quite tight platforming at the start and then goes into a jet ski part. Um, and yep. then the fifth stage is, um, for anybody who has played the NES game, um, you have that stage where you're on a roller and you're trying to get away from some orb chasing you. This is kind of similar. You're in a um, cave maze while a boulder is following you and you have to um, stay ahead of it. So you have to know your route through that part or otherwise you're going to get crushed. Yeah, I got to the swamp in our reveal and uh, I kept kicking myself off of platforms. So, mm. Yeah, we all know how good platforming is in Battletoads games. Yeah, so. yeah. no <laughs> Which is done the on game purpose, boy. by the way, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a new Battletoads coming out, apparently, from Rare, so... Yeah. It's gonna, we'll it's gonna be hell. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably won't play it. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm not a big fan of Battletoads, so... <laughs> yeah, I am, but I can't beat any of the games. <laughs> the only one I've beaten is this one, actually, so... I, I've beaten the one for NES. Um, it's It's hard. I, I've done it, mm-hmm. but uh, I I don't want to do it again. Type deal. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to do it. For, I have to do it for Game Boy, and I'm just like uh, I'm not looking forward to play any of these Battletoad games. Like yeah, I, when I play Battletoads and Double Dragons, I'm gonna pick a Double Dragon probably. So, <laughs> not that it that matters at all. But uh... no, I don't want to be a Battletoad. <laughs> yeah, this this is definitely the easiest one of out of out of all three of them. So yeah, good luck. 
So yeah, when we come back, we're going to discuss some community events relating to Game Boy and uh, viewer questions, if we have any. Be right back. Community events coming up that are Game Boy related. Um, only one that I can think of off the top of my head is um, Power Up with Pride. They're going to be opening up their game submission list for their winter um, for their winter edition of their marathon here. I think on October fifteenth, I believe. Um, I follow them on Twitter, so that's how I I know of of that. But outside of that. I mean, AGDQ has two Game Boy games. I don't remember which ones they were anymore. Uh, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed again at uh, GDQ. Um, like, they had a lot, a lot, a lot of Game Boy submissions. Not all of them were great or anything, definitely not. But, um, yeah, they really, really do not want to pick up any Game Boy games. Even though it's so easy to make a block out of those, because all you need is a Super Game Boy 2 and their Super Nintendo and everything is set up, unless there's like people who can't play. We, we've known about that in the past, but uh, um, it's usually re really easy to set up. It can like be a block that only lasts one or two hours, and you can have like what. 10 games during that games. course yeah. like it, it would just be nice to just see a little bit of uh, representation for the Game Boy community um, but they always deny everything but the two games that got in um, one is Mega Man 2 oh, yeah, by Andy um, yeah. indeed so it's cool to see that one being in there but again it's not like the best game to represent Game Boy at all because it <laughs> actually not that well programmed and stuff like that but it is a really cool speed run so i'm glad it, that's at least got in yeah it's got a lot of hype recently too which is probably another, yeah, because which of, probably uh, helped it helped it out a bit more to get in because you had the tournament that john put together you had nd and prissy you know and all those other <laughs> other top mega man runners like diving into this game and just destroying it basically so it definitely got a lot of love in 2018 yeah, thanks to John Carl's marathon or uh, not marathon tournament he tournament, hosted, yeah. so that that really helped uh, put that game on uh, on display a lot. Hopefully, in the future, we'll see more of those things. But yeah, I'm I'm really yeah, it' not gonna work as great, especially not the other Mega Man games because those are too hard for people to get into them. Um, like I mentioned before, Mega Man 2 is just such an easy game to get into, and luckily it's also on Game Boy, so it's easy to organize an event around that, a tournament around that. Like, I can't think of any other game on the, t uh, like, uh, on the top of my head that would uh, really work that well in a tournament setting, um, besides, of course, Link's Awakening, but the Link's Awakening and Pokemon are, like, their entire communities are totally different from the actual Game Boy community, yeah. it, um, even though they are intertwined in one way or another. Um, and you also have like Super Mario Land 2, which Odeer and uh, Slash Finity and stuff like that always try to uh, to portray. So, yeah, those I tried are doing a... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I tried doing a Kirby Streamline tournament. Well, 
I didn't start the tournament. I took it over because the person that started the tournament, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I took I took it over, and uh, yeah, Kirby's Dream Land does not make for a good tournament at all. Like it's it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I might I, be a little uh... salty because Bangra beat me with with a sub twelve time, but I mean it's just not a good tournament setting because you have to do almost like a best of three because it's such a short game and ugh, it's just not good. That's right, I do remember that tournament. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that tournament. Did you? No, I did not. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those of you um, who have been following me from the start, um, the first ever Game Boy speedrun I did was uh, was Kirby's Dreamland. Mine and too. back then, I did 10 runs. I think it was on the same day, and I got third place. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like a lot, but that was a big deal because I had an amazing time uh, for doing almost no effort at all. I did not even practice the route or anything that that, uh, I think who was uh, controller had, I guess, was first back then. Um, I did not even study that. Um, I just started playing the game. I played it 10 times in a row and I got that time. So that was a big deal. Um, (laughs) But the thing with Kirby is that the RNG for Krako and King DDD... The randomness is so bad. Yeah, it's it's really bad, so it depends a lot if you get a good time, if those two things work out for you. Um, During that tournament, I was... uh, I was going against PLD, and me and him have about like the same time, um, yeah, generally same time in Kirby. So it was a fair matchup, but for some reason, I always got into two-minute-long King DDD fights, yeah. and I got so so mad that I just like I think I had to do losers bracket bracket after that. I just yep. stopped. I was too mad. I uh, I made it to, I want to say the semi or quarterfinals, and I had to go against Bangra. And Bangra had a match where I ran an 11.53, I think it was, and he had an 11.51. <laughs> okay. and, then the ne- and then the next race, he had like an 11.56. I had like a 12.50-something like because, mm-hmm. because of two bad Krakow fights. Like, yeah, him and I were neck... Like, I went back and watched the VOD, and, like, him and I were neck and neck up until that Krakow fight. And I'm like, well, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was so pissed off. Not because I lost to PLD, but just the way how I lost yeah. three times in a row, basically. Because it was best out of five, even, I think. Towards the end of the tournament, the rules were best out of five, which was stupid to begin with. So, um, yeah, it yeah. was... It was, yeah, it's not a good tournament game. <laughs> no, nope, definitely not. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> and then I did, the other tournament that I helped admin was the Nightmare in Dreamland tournament, and that was another disaster case. So um, it ended eventually, thank God. Um, but, yeah. Oh, good is that time. also so the t- one me and PLD did? PLD couldn't because he broke his comp- he broke his monitor. Yeah, remember? during the the actual during the race. <laughs> oh, yeah, the actual man. get yourself speed running race. Yeah, that was a good time too. So there's a curse on Kirby or something. There really is. It's probably there's, why I don't. Why well, it can't be a curse. I've gotten it in two two SGDQs already. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's definitely one that get picked 
gets picked up it, as well. It gets picked um, a lot. It's kind yeah. of insane. But um, yeah, um, the other <laughs> game that actually is in uh, AGDQ, <sighs> it's Dragon Slayer for Game Boy. Really? Yeah, I'm oh, that's not amazing. joking. It's Dragon Slayer for Game Boy, which is <laughs> one of the a- worst games on Game Boy. <laughs> Um, the speed run is not even fun. Like the the who is it that's running it again? Doesn't even like it. Um, but it got in for some reason. I um, I watched it play during Kusa or not Kusa Grande during um a big bad game. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, really my, funny. It looked so good. Yeah, I, see that was <laughs> that was funny. But like, yeah, that got in at AGDQ to represent Game Boy, and I'm like, yeah. There goes our reputation once again. <laughs> we'll never have a GDQ like we did at SGDQ 2016. We'll never have that again, I don't think. Nope. Where you had you had Nacho running Trip World. You had me, True Shade, and Proto doing Kirby's Dreamland. You had Proto doing Ninja Gaiden Shadows, Super Mario Land 1, Bubble Ghost. Like, we had a very good... Uh, Infinite Mystery did some, like, Dragon game. Yeah, on, yeah, Game, on Boy. Game Boy, like Color, it was a, think, yeah. it was a very good morning for Game Boy. It was like it was a Friday morning, and it was like nonstop Game Boy until like <laughs> one or two p.m. Like it was phenomenal. And then like yeah. after that, we get like one or two games, and like like um, SGQ this past year was it this past year I ran Kirby Streamland? I think so. Yeah. Um, it, it all runs together for me now. So like we had <laughs> we had like that Pokemon Yellow. Uh, was it red and yellow on one controller or whatever? Mm-hmm, yeah. Excuse me, or whatever it was. Um, which the concept was cool. I watched a bit of the run. It was neat. But it, lo- it looked like it was just really reliant on glitches. And then you had my run of extra mode. And then after that, like, there's just nothing for Game Boy. Like, handheld in general just isn't represented a lot at GDQ. No. I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's really sad also because like when they have to do what I call filler blocks when they just uh, plays an RPG in there that lasts eight hours. <laughs> that's plenty of time to put in Game Boy games for once. Like it's it's just weird how they do it. Like fine RPGs are cool. They're good uh, on the like uh, lesser watched hours maybe. But those yeah. lesser watched hours are also European times. So every time I'm right. looking at when I can actually watch AGDQ, I have eight hours to watch a stupid RPG every time. Final Fantasy Seven. So <laughs> and I like RPGs, but like yeah, it's it's kind of sad. I mean, like the setup was isn't even all that tedious. Like you literally just take a Super Nintendo or a GameCube. They both use the exact same connector. Yep. Set 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 one up there, and then have the have the runner bring up their controller, choose what console they want to use, plug in the connector, and you're good to go. Like that's literally all you would need to do to have a block ready ready to rock and roll. But like I said, we probably won't see another representation of Game Boy like we did in SGD 2016 for a long time, which yeah, is really sure. unfortunate. Which is one of the bigger reasons why um, Slash set up handheld heroes honestly yeah. just because of that so definitely um, want yeah. to sadly it can only be held once a year at this time at least but yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool it's actually a lot of work for just being like a weekend marathon it's a crap ton of work <laughs> yeah for sure uh, <laughs> well i see i see it with tiny 10 like 
I'm already surprised I can do it twice a year. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't imagine you doing it by yourself like you were doing with Tiny Ten One and Two. This there's just so much work to be had. Mm-hmm. All right, so dive into questions now since community events are done. Since there's not much happening, oh, we have Tiny Ten community event. Tiny Ten November tenth, <laughs> yeah. one p.m. Eastern on Speed Gaming One channel. Um, I got that all confirmed with Feasel a week or so ago. So yes, um, that's uh, that's always a good time. There's always a lot of people watching. We um, just to dive a little bit back into the history. Like when we first started, we had like 50 viewers, um, but uh, it always doubled from that time yeah. forward. So last time we had like 500 viewers or something, which is really well, cool. So back and that wasn't day, even on the main channel. So. Yeah, back in the day, you, you used to restream this on ESA's channel. Yeah, the first Speed, two Speed Gaming least. didn't exist yet. Yeah, because yeah. Speed Gaming didn't exist until, I think, like Tiny Ten Four. So Yeah, I think so. So then when Tiny Ten f- 3 or 4, whatever it was, became a thing, is when we started reaching out to Feasel and saying, yeah. hey, like, can we get this up on your, up on your thing? Um, but yeah, no, this used to be on ESA just because... We had connections that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, going into questions, Mo, there is a question for you in Discord. What, yeah. what's, what's it like having to disappoint everyone by rejecting their terrible game ideas? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> a little bit more information i guess how these lists get made i do not really just do it myself um i ask for a lot of input by the actual game boy community or <laughs> any game boy speedrunner or streamer or stuff like that just to get ideas for games um <laughs> but yeah um there are a few that get asked for jokingly uh, every edition and I'm never gonna put them in because I've already denied them plenty of times um, but yeah it, it does drive me crazy from time to time hearing that question over and over again like uh, when is Shaq Fu? When is Mulan? You think I, and, you think I joke about Shaq Fu? <laughs> well, well you maybe do not but all the rest <laughs> of the people do but yeah there there's some of those games that get uh, asked for each and every time even yeah. though they're never gonna be in um the newer one is v rally for game boy yeah. uh, i don't know where, yeah thanks Bagera. jesus um not that it's a bad game or anything but it's probably a little bit too long to put the full game in there and there are better sports games than that so yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think I'm actually disappointing anyone, but uh, every once yeah. in a while you you get a good good idea like Sumo Fighter. I was like, hey, you should put Sumo Fighter in, but it just needs it needs a better route, you know. Yeah, that like, one oh, has yeah. not been uh, been routed completely yet. Like, no. suggestion for this one was um, Little Indian in the village, but again, it wasn't routed well enough. At that point, now it is. Right. Um, it's like now a twelve-minute speed run, so it will yeah. be in the next one. But like at that point, it wasn't routed well enough yet to put it in already. Uh, but yeah, there, there's definitely games that always come um, by suggestions by other people. Um, like for instance, uh, Brain Drain. I had never heard about that game, but uh, Juke Ariel. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, actually, 
uh, put that one on my radar, so I checked it out and I was like, yeah, this is actually a good puzzle game. And he picked one out of the last Tiny 10 as well. I don't remember which one. I'm going to look really, really fast if I can see it. Oh, it was Pingu. Um, a game that I knew, but I had totally forgotten about. But yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. It's always fun for people to actually suggest a really, really good game that I haven't thought of. So Yeah, yeah. the other fun part is, too, is it's like people will recommend a game that's super Game Boy enhanced and for those for those that are playing on console, specifically the Super Game Boy Two, like it it, take, it takes extra load time to load in that stupid border around the game and whatnot. So when Mo when Mo takes on the list and organizes the list in such a way he makes sure that the Super Game Boy enhanced games are first or at least top of the list. So there's no really unfair advantage going into like the final game and they're mere seconds apart but one is running on Game Boy player with the GBI interface, you know, and then you have someone on Super Game Boy 2, obviously the one with the GBI is going to take the lead simply because it doesn't have to load in all that extra stuff. So um, Mo usually tries to put the Super Game Boy Enhanced games at the top of the list for that. Yeah, weirdly enough, we have two of them this time around, Donkey Kong Land and Brain Rain. Usually we only have one or none. Uh, So yeah, yeah, I just put those two at the start of the game because puzzle games I usually play on the fifth or sixth uh, place in the list because usually that's the break game as we like to call it uh, but yeah now I just put them at the start because then all those super Game Boy enhanced things are gone yeah I remember um, Titan Titan 5 when I suggested uh, Shin Chan 4 you were <laughs> like I want to put it here but we can't because the super I might just make it first <laughs> you yeah. know so uh, but yeah, if you guys want to know what kind of questions he has to say no to, like when when he asks that, I dumped in three questions immediately. When is Shaq Fu? <laughs> when is Alien 3? And when is Mulan? Um, so those are the types of things that he has to put up with, at least f- with me and like many other people in the Tiny Ten channel of the Game Boy Discord. <laughs> Constantly. So. Like Fist, of the, <laughs> Fist of the North Star is another one that don't, comes don't, up a yeah, lot. Uh, Does it really? Yeah, that's oh, also what a bad, bad What a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always those games that, yeah, who knows, maybe one day we have to put them in there, oh, <laughs> just because we don't have any games anymore. Her- Hercules Game Boy. Um, oh, I kind of enjoyed that one, but that's not a what? good game to speed Oh, run. man, I broke that game so bad in my casual playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, we, we have plenty already for next time, so um, I have plenty to choose from. Some of them... I don't know, like, that still need a little bit of routing, like uh, Magical Tururu Tukun. Um, that's Tururu. one that, that definitely... Yeah, Magical Tururu. It's an amazing <laughs> game, but we don't understand the game um, because it's in yeah. Japanese and there's, like, one mechanic that doesn't make sense to any of us. Um, and stuff like... Um, <clears throat> um, Incredible Crash Dummies, maybe, as a Joe game in there. One loop, because that's... I routed that game. Yeah, so stuff like that. Um, We have one that I want to say for next time, besides Little Indian in the City. (laughs) It's something that nobody's probably going to expect, but it's the Punisher Ultimate Payback, which is a rail shooter. Oh, wow. Um, But it's like a super short game. It's like 10 minutes, maybe. Uh, But if you die, you do have to restart the whole game. But that's a really cool one to put in there. It's a tough game. Yeah, there's a little one... uh, one for next time already 
you can start practicing from now on out. Practice Punisher, you'll need it. <laughs> yeah, it's really just knowing where the extra lives are and the health upgrades are. That's all. Yes, that's all it is. Yep. But uh, that's all the questions that we had, at least in Discord. One serious one, and then we had the uh, the ones that I usually ask. So, mm-hmm. um, so expect Shaq Fu in uh, one of the Tiny Tins in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Oh yeah, so I mean, I, I guess we can start wrapping up. That's really about it for this episode. Unless you have any more to say of the portable marathon. Nope, that is definitely it. Again, um, if you want to check out at least a quick preview of the games, um, check that link to the YouTube video of the reveal stream, um, which I don't think I've actually uploaded to YouTube yet. So I should probably do that before it's gone forever. Yeah, it's on Twitch. I, I have the re- I have the recording. No, okay. still, so there we go. I ma- I made a backup of stuff, so. Um, but yeah, uh, any thoughts, suggestions by you guys? Um, either please comment on SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, join our Discord. There should be a Discord link somewhere on the bottom, somewhere in the info section. Like, join our Discord. Let us know what's up. Um, tell us what we what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. Um, to help us out a little bit to make this podcast better, um, more more listenable for you guys. Uh, what else is there? We have we have the Twitch. We have the Monochrome City Twitch channel. Uh, Mo and I did our did a live stream of no, uh, Nubo uh, episode, which um, took some learning to understand how to make the the live episode work. But I think after. Uh, some experience we can make make those things work a lot better um like i said the hardest thing right now for mo and i is just the time zone trying to find times where we can catch each other to record because we both are oddly enough busy people so but with the coming winter time hopefully that slows down a bit so um but yeah uh you can find me uh i'm ebloodycandy on twitch.tv uh twitter youtube uh, Instagram, even, even though I, I rarely post to it. Um, you can find me on Discord as well. Mo, where can they find you? Yeah, like I always say, you can find me definitely on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, that's pretty much all I use uh, and Twitter. But because nobody can actually write my name or pronounce my name, it's best you just actually go to our website, which is gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B, um, where you can just like click the button with a logo for any kind of uh, social media thing you actually want, and you can just find me through there. That's a lot easier. And I checked, because um, last time I asked myself the question, do we even have a Discord link on our website? And we do, so that's how we you totally can do. access that as well. Yeah, I made sure to put that into the into the coding bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> then. Um, when it comes to Patreon, because I have been talking a lot about that in the past few episodes, it's still not set up because I cannot figure out how to set it up properly uh, because of the whole European-American business thing. Um, it's really confusing for me. I cannot set it up. We will definitely try to do that in the future, but for now we still don't have it. So next time, um, there's actually not going to be a full episode like always, but a light episode by me, which is going to be our Halloween special. So be sure to check that out in 
two weeks after this episode. But when we get back in like a month, there will be a new episode about a game that a lot of people might only know by Froggy Game. Um, it's actually a Japanese only released game called Kairi no Tame Nikane wa Naru, um, which roughly translates into For the Frogs, the Bell Tolls. Until then, see you guys later. Later, man. When is Pokemon? No, no, no.